Hey, what's up, guys? It's the Hoop Life with Sean and Sean podcast. I'm your host, Sean Taylor Jr. And I'm your host, Sean Taylor Sr. Coming to you with episode number nine. Yes. Rings and things. Because I got plenty big rings and plenty big things. <laughs> that's, that's a terrible remix. Sorry, Drake the Future. Yo, so what are we talking about today, Sean? Well, today we're going to be talking about you know, a few, I think, really interesting topics, you know, a couple, you know, I, I know the first one is definitely going to, you know, catch some people's eyes. Right. Because this dude that we're going to talk about is such a big part of today's game, and has has changed it Okay. in like a neutral type of way. A neutral type of way, that's funny. Yeah. And then some of these other ones, y'all not... Y'all probably not gonna expect, y'all like y'all y'all probably don't think it's out of the blue like, but th- I think these are some really good topics. So, um, to start though, we're gonna talk about the beard. <laughs> the beard, fear the beard. Well, last week it was Nick Wright on a uh, Fox Sports FS1 or whatever. I can't remember the name of the show that he's on. Yeah. Um, I think it was with Chris Carter. I'm not sure who he's on with now, but uh, Nick Wright. I can't say shout out to Nick Wright, but Nick Wright does do a pretty decent job um, commentating or delivering commentary on sports, yeah. uh, amongst other things. But he made a statement saying that James Harden was the best player in NBA history without a ring, without a title. Oof. Oof. So I can't really say, this is what Nick Wright does. He doesn't really give hot takes all the time Mm -hmm. because he does cloak these statements in a little bit of, um, with some statistics. Yeah. But it's like a lukewarm take, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Which we can get into the fact that no one likes lukewarm water, (laughs) right? (laughs) No disrespect, Nick Wright. Um, But that immediately got my antenna buzzing because I'm like, James Harden, whatever I think about him, I, I can't stamp him as the best player without a ring yeah definitely not and so we did some research and we did some some conversing and we kind of came up with two tiers of players who don't have rings and yeah. then the 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 second tier so to speak you have guys like reggie miller and t-mac right mm-hmm. yeah. um and then in the first tier who, who do we have as our starting five so to speak is that kind of the upper echelon of guys Without rings. And you could maybe throw Chris Paul in that second tier as well. Um, but in that first tier, who do we have as our starting five? Well, okay, so as our starting five, we've got James Harden. Um, why can't I remember his name right now? Carl Malone. <laughs> the mailman. Yeah, the mailman. Allen Iverson, Charles Barkley, and John Stockton. That's a tough five right there. Yeah. Tough five. And then also in that second tier, I'm sorry. Sorry, uh, Mr. Ewing, you can throw a Patrick Ewing in there as well. Yeah. Maybe even like a Gary Payton, okay? Yeah. Or did Gary, no, Gary Payton got a ring with the Heat. Oh, That's oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day with uh, Dwayne Wade and them. My fault, Gary Payton. Yeah, sorry, Gary Payton. But uh, we both unanimously decided that James Harden, in our opinion, is not the best player in NBA history without a ring. Yeah, um, he's probably like the lowest out of all those dudes. He's probably the we, lowest, that wow. That we named. Wow, you know who we forgot too? We're forgetting a lot of people today. It's been a long day at work in school. Elgin Baylor. But Elgin Baylor is kind of a little bit before our time. He, he's 
and he's like way past my time right right yeah because he's way past my time so he's way way past your time yeah so it would have been kind of difficult right uh, i would say not a lot of footage of him on the internets yeah on the googles and the youtubes right but i will say there was a game i think it was game two in a final series where he um recorded like 61 points and 22 rebounds. Good gracious. Yeah. All right, Elgin, you get to be in the first tier, man. Sorry, no Definitely. disrespect, brother. Definitely. Um, so we both, again, decided that Harden or the Beard is not the best player yeah. in the NBA, in NBA history without a ring. But we differed on who we chose. Mm-hmm. So do you want to say your pick first or would you like me to make my, to tell the fans my pick first? Uh, You can go first. You can go first. Okay. So... I said that the best player in NBA history without a title is hands down Carl Malone. Carl hands Malone. down. Now, I was never a big Carl Malone fan when he was playing, but I got to respect the the dude, man. Yeah. Okay. So just to run down some of his accolades and accomplishments, Carl Malone, regular season MVP in 97 and 99, Olympic gold medalist in 92 and 96. In 92, obviously part of the the story, Dream Team. Four times all-defensive player. Number two all-time leading scorer. Mm -hmm. Number seven all-time leading rebounder. Yeah. Number 11 all-time leader in steals. Yeah. Career average, averages of 25 points, 10 rebounds, and four assists on 52% shooting. And... He led his team along with John Stockton to back-to-back finals only to succumb to the great Michael Jordan in both 97 and 98. Yeah. Those are some impressive numbers. Yeah. E- extremely impressive numbers. Um, and aside from the fact that he was just huge, like mm-hmm. his arms are bigger than my legs, he- he's one of the most consistent players in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But I think Carl Malone kind of gets a bad rap. Because he just wasn't very cool. Mm-hmm. You know, he's from down, down, down in the deep south. He drove big rig trucks as a black dude. Like, Dang. that wasn't really um, in vogue at the time. Yeah. Um, but you can't take away from his body of work. And mm-hmm. kind of like Patrick Ewing and Reggie Miller, if not for Michael Jordan, he may have had one, and, and Charles Barkley, he may have had one or maybe even two rings. Yeah. So what do you what do you think about... Carl Malone, how do you think he stacks up uh, in the in the pantheon of players without rings? Uh, I definitely think that he is probably on that, you know, like you said, a higher tier, definitely. But, you know, just like like when it comes to higher tier, like like when you it's like when you get to NBA superstars like in the league, like, you know, there's like right now there's probably like an obvious difference between lebron and harden mm-hmm. like unless unless for some reason you're just like not watching basketball like right okay you, 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 you're gonna say lebron's better right you know but you know i think he goes on like you know that higher side right of the higher tier right right so um i definitely think he's he definitely is probably like the second best okay um out of all the out of all the players on this list um, but yeah, like I said, on the higher side of the higher tier. Okay. Just call him alone. Yeah. Okay. I mean, 25, 10, and four on 52% shooting. Yeah. All defense four times. Yeah. 
Yeah. And in the top 11 in points, rebounds, and steals. That I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. So it's unfortunate, um, maybe not for the Bulls, but for the Jazz fans, <laughs> that he never got a title. And before you get to your pick, can we just talk about Malone's running mate, John Stockton? Yeah. I mean, do you want to run down some of his, his accolades? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of hard for me to say that this dude is not my pick wow. for, for the, um, you know, um, for the players who have never won a ring. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just like, you may like look at his stats and then be like, oh, like, wasn't that good. But then look at the, the accolades and everything. So mm-hmm. he was a two-time Olympic gold medalist. In 1992 and 96, nine-time assist champion. Nine times. That's tough. And he was a two-time steals champ. It's also just incredibly impressive. Right, especially for someone of his size. Yeah, and and then and then you can hear this. Five-time all-defense. Right. Just... Again, for someone his like, size. And, and he's a guard. Like, yeah. That doesn't happen that much. That's tough. Number one in all time, all time in assists. Right, and that record probably is never going to be broken because it's some crazy number. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, number one all time in steals as well. Wow. Just again for his size and you know he's a well. I mean I guess guards get more steals probably than any other position, but he's one out of the eight players. Um and history of the nba to be in the 50 40 90 club got you so that's 50 percent from the field 40 percent from three 90 percent from the free throw line yes sir okay that's tough i didn't know that and his stats for his career were 13 13 points um three rebounds and 10 and a half assists on 51 percent shooting <laughs> and and he played all 82 games in a season 16 times. Oh, my goodness. 16 times. So, not only is he just, like, crushing people with the assists and the steals, he might get, like, the Iron Man Award. Yeah. 82 games, 16 times. And I think in that, throughout his career, he may have played 82 games, all 82 games, like, eight seasons in a row. Yeah, I know. I think uh, I was, you know, writing this down, searching it up so I can, you know, put it on the the platform that we have set Uh up. And he, I think, in his first five seasons, he played all eighty-two games in yeah. this one game. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So shout out to uh, my homies Matt Phipps, Mike Op, BJ Ward, all talking about this season should be shorter. I have different <laughs> thoughts about that. Yeah. John Stockton, thank you for proving my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, John. But yeah, th- I mean, those numbers are incredible, and it, it kind of speaks to how people just forget, like how great some of these players have been throughout their careers um, and how we just, you know, develop, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Amnesia, convenient amnesia. And yeah. we throw around these words like greatest of all time without really taking into account just like how many players have played throughout the history of the game and how great they were. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's incredible. Who is your number one pick for best player in the history of the league without a ring though? So my number one pick, may it may be a little bit because I've probably got to watch a little bit more of him, but I I just have to say because I've seen a couple of his 
um, you know, um, achievements and accomplishments and accolades. Before that, um, Allen Iverson. I chose Oof. AI, man. AI. Yeah. Bubba Chuck from yeah. the 757. Yeah. Whoa, one of my favorite players of all time. It was hard for me not to pick him. Yeah. I mean, AI, I mean, he he was like, what, like six, like a little over six foot, I want yeah, to say? A little six over feet. six foot. Yeah. And just cooking people yeah like people couldn't guard him like right like this was like this was just normal to them so, right like, right so look no one's gonna no one's gonna come into the game and just think you're gonna just like lock him up like right. no this six one dude is gonna come in and just you know just blow your doors off right get, you know hit a jump around your face right. cross you up as michael jordan right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> put you in the highlight reel right and everything so do you want to run through some of his numbers and accomplishments uh yes um so to start, he was the 2000-2001 MVP. Right. So, so you know that may seem like okay, you know that's cool. But then you got you got he was drafted in 1996 and 97 and won Rookie of the Year. So he won the MVP not too long after he was drafted. That's he was a good still point. he was still pretty young when he won the MVP. That's a good point. So he was he's a four time scoring champ. Three-time steals leader, thirteenth all-time leading steals. That's tough. And his in his numbers for his career, he averaged twenty-seven points, Ooh. four rebounds, and six assists Ooh. on forty-two percent shooting. Wow, forty-two percent shooting, especially for and again, especially for his height. Yeah. And yeah. it's and it's AI. Like it, he's probably gonna take he's probably gonna have to take a lot of shots. Volume shooter, him. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Not a great percentage, um, especially in comparison to someone like Carl Malone, but like you said, Carl Malone is a power forward. Yeah. Allen Iverson is a guard, a six foot guard. Yeah. Um one of my favorite players of all time. And yeah. just what he did for the culture, whether it was crossing up Jordan with the, the double left to right or it was hitting the jumper over Ty Lu. And uh, then stepping over him and taking that game from the Lakers when yeah. the Lakers were just steamrolling everyone in those playoffs. Yeah. I mean, the cornrows, the tattoos, the Jordan 11s at Georgetown with the cutoff uh, T-shirts under the jersey. Like, this guy, man, especially being in this area in the DMV, I know this was way before you were born, but he had just such a huge impact on the culture, man. Yeah, I mean, walking highlight reel. Walking highlight reel. That's real. a great point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first time I saw him in person, uh, play in person at, at Georgetown. Um, and it was just like, yo, not at Georgetown because they play in the same arena that the Wizards play in. I can't remember what arena it was at the time. Um, but seeing going to a Georgetown game. And I was a, a, a pretty quick guard back in my day. Mm -hmm. And I remember just seeing him just go around people like they were standing still. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this this is like quick, quick. This is a whole another level of quickness and athleticism. Yeah. And his ability to finish around and over people, uh, especially with those long arms, was just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, like he, I feel like for, his, for him, just, you know, kind of had like, you know, a really good build. Yeah. You know, you know, just like, you know, short, but, you know, like, you know, real, just like Bill and like Diesel and long arms, like right. you said. So, like, you know, he can get the ball kind of, you know, away from the defender a little mm -hmm. bit, and, you know, go get that layup without them blocking it or right. pinning it off the glass or anything. It's a great point. You know, and he could 
keep it away from he can kind of keep it away from them so mm-hmm. that they couldn't just take it from him. That's a great point. Yeah. So now, AI, okay, man. let's run through uh, another one of my favorite players of all time, Charles Barkley. Yeah. Okay. He his numbers are are pretty impressive as well. Yeah. Two time Olympic gold medalist uh, on that that dream team with Karl Malone as well. Mm-hmm. The nineteen ninety two ninety three regular season MVP. Uh, the rebound champ for 87, number 19 all-time rebounder, yeah. career averages of 22 points, 12 rebounds, and 4 assists on 54% shooting. 54. That is, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> really tough. Yeah. Um, And then we have to obviously go to James Harden, right? And we have to, to at least talk about what he he's been able to do in his career so far. Yeah, but 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 before we do, I just want to point out Charles Barkley. I've seen clips of him, man. He was just making like incredible plays, you know, blocking people's shots right. while he's under the rim. He's just grabbing it right before it gets right. up over the rim right, and right. everything. He's over here looking like LeBron running from running and then taking it coast to coast just right. dunking it bad. Right. You know, people jumping from behind him and he like he obviously sees them but he just doesn't care at all yeah 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 he was also like a walking highlight reel he was you know and for his position as well mm-hmm. you know just kind of unstoppable yeah because he was only like six he's only six four so to okay. be able to play at that size and to have such incredible numbers um is just it's incredible. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. Yeah, now that you're saying he's 6'4", yeah. man, it was really not a good idea when he tried to fight Shaq. Right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I think that was more soft GP. Like, he couldn't just let Shaq punk him. True. He wasn't going to back down. And, I mean, Charles Barkley's a big guy. So, yeah. if he got a clean shot on Shaq, then he obviously could have hurt him very bad. Yeah. Um, but, again, I don't think he was going to back down. So, the beard. The beard is not shabby. The beard is not shabby. I mean, his beard may be shabby, but his numbers surely are not. Yeah, so, definitely not. Do you want Do you want to run down some of his numbers and accolades? Because he he's um, compiled a lot. Yeah. All right. So he was obviously he was recently the MVP in 2018. Mm-hmm. He um, led the league in scoring. Led the league in scoring. Um, one time, just one time. And he, he's currently leading the league in scoring, yeah, so it's look, yeah. looking like it's going to be twice. Yeah. Um, Six-time All-NBA, seven-time All-Star, All-Rookie 2010, 2012's Six-Man. Six-Man um, of the Year, right? Yeah, Six-Man of the Year. Olympic gold, uh, he won an Olympic gold medal in 2012 as well. Mm-hmm. So that's impressive, especially with him coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. In an actual NBA season, um, he, and his career numbers are twenty-five points, six rebounds, and five assists on forty-four percent shooting. Um, but he does average th- um a little under four turnovers per game, and no all defense um defense selections, obviously. Right. So those numbers that you said in the beginning. Are obviously very impressive, right? In the twenty-five, yeah. six, and five on forty-four percent shooting, especially given the amount of threes that he shoots, is is pretty impressive. And I don't Definitely. think anybody could argue his effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, but what keeps him from being number one uh, on this list is the fact that he does average so many turnovers. Yeah. Right. 
and the fact that he's never made an all-defensive team, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like, how could I put him over Carl Malone, who is all-defensive uh, all defensive selection four times, right? Yeah, and if you want to talk about guards, like, you know, those dudes, AI, John Stockton, you know, AI, you know, he can be a little sneaky. Right. You know, I mean, his size obviously gives him a disadvantage. Right, right. You know, but then you got John Stockton, who was um, all all defensive five times right. and a two-time steals champ. Right. And um, first all-time, um, number one all-time in steals. So, right. I mean, like, obviously he's, you know, great defensively. Right. Yeah, he's a, a incredibly gifted defender. Yeah. Um, kind of the modern version of John Stockton, I think, is Chris Paul, who I, I saw a stat recently. I, it's escaping me right now, but Chris Paul just became the second player after John Stockton to have like a certain amount of points, assists, and steals. I can't yeah. remember the numbers, but um, yeah, John Stockton was just a, a, a monster on the perimeter. Definitely. Um, not big, but just great in all other areas. Yeah, um, and I, I remember Jason Kidd, there was an interview with Jason Kidd mm -hmm. um, where um, they asked, some dude asked him who the best point guard um, was ever, like ever, who the best point guard was of all time. And he said John Stockton. Oh, yeah, I remember that interview, too. Yeah, because he said John Stockton, you know, he could just, you know, he can, like, shoot. And, he, you know, he can, like, decide to kick it if he wants. He can just, you know, you know, dump it all inside, you know. Like, he, he can find literally anybody. But then, like, you know, you got to, that means you got to, like, really cover everybody. Um, But you also, at the same time, got to make sure that he does not score. Right, that's so, true. Yeah, you, you kind of got to just clog up those passing lanes, make sure that he can't really, like, score right. or pass. Right. And, you know, it, it may seem kind of easy, mm -hmm. but, you know, Jason, it's Jason Kidd's. Right. And he's got to respect that opinion. All the time. And so Carl Malone's defense um, is the main thing that separates him or gives him the advantage, in my opinion, over James Harden. As far as Allen Iverson, he was able to do something that James Harden has not been able to do. And that was lead his team to the finals. Yeah. Even though they got beat by that juggernaut of a Lakers squad, um, they were able to at least win the first game. Yeah. Whereas the Lakers came in undefeated. They swept through the Western Conference that year. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that um, Iverson was able to make God bleed, so to speak, mm -hmm. I thought was, was impressive. Um, and James Harden hasn't been able to do that. And everyone says, well, you know, he played against the Warriors and this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. But James Harden, this is his eighth season in Houston. Yeah. So it's not like he just got there. You know, there was also uh, the year when they got upset by the Trailblazers where Damian Lillard hit that, that clutch three to knock him out of the playoffs. Yeah. So James Harden's had, you know, seven complete seasons to get his team to the finals. He hadn't been able to do it, whereas AI has. Um, and the cultural piece I, that, in my opinion, gives AI the nod over James Harden. Yeah, and AI, he, I feel like he just did everything um, he did just to win. Right. You know? Right. And and like you said, he that like he said really, that comes from practice. Right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so we've done a lot of comparisons with uh between players that do not have rings. Now let's get into some players that do have rings. Yes. Okay. Uh th and this was doing this research was crazy to me to kind of see these numbers yeah. side by side. Mm -hmm. So player A averaged 16 points, 6 rebounds, 
and five assists for their career on 47% shooting. Yeah. Player B averaged 22 points, five rebounds, and five assists on 48% shooting. Yep. Each of them has multiple championships. Yep. So if you didn't know who these players were, because we, we've done the research and we, we, we've we talked about it extensively, mm-hmm. who would you say is the better player? Uh, I mean, the guy who's got 22, 5, and 5 right. on 48% shooting. Right. It would seem like that's the obvious choice, right? Right. Um. So, Sean, who's player A and who's player B? Player A is none other than Scottie Pippen. Right. Player B is the Flash, D-Wade. D-Wade. Yeah. Yo, when I saw that Scottie Pippen only averaged 16 points for his career... Yeah. I was I was floored. I definitely would have thought it was higher than that. What yeah. did you think? I I mean like just it blew my mind. Right. Right. You know, like I wouldn't expect him to average like a crazy amount obviously cuz he was playing with Jordan. Right. But I mean, you know, just to see an all-time great that you know is talked about, you know, people are just so high on him, were so, you know, high on him back when he played. You know, just to just to hear people, you know, talk so much good things about him, and to see that you know he's averaging just only sixteen points a game. I mean, you know, that was insane to me. Right. And especially because he had like three seasons, you know, by himself with Chicago. Right. Well, no, I think it was two. two? Yeah, it was definitely two. Okay. Um, but I mean. That yeah, it was crazy. That's mind blowing to me. I never would have guessed that, right? And I grew up in that era. Yeah. Um. And for people that would say, "Oh, well, that's because in his later years he didn't average a lot of points, mm-hmm. and that's why his average is so low." No, he didn't average over twenty points until his fifth year in the league. Yeah. As a rookie, Scottie Pippen averaged seven point nine points a game, three point eight rebounds, and two point one assists. Dang. So it's not like he was killing. He wasn't first team all rookie or any of that, mm-hmm. right? So he didn't average 20 plus points until his fifth year in the league. And in fact, he only averaged 20 or more points three times in his career. Dang, man. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, obviously, numbers don't tell the entire story. Right. Because watching the game, you saw Scottie Pippen did a lot of intangible things to help the Bulls win, right? Right. But I mean, that, like, Again, I would have thought that he would have averaged at least 20-plus points. And Scottie Pippen never was able to lead his team to the finals. Yeah. I know sometimes people will point to that first year where Jordan was out. Oh, the Bulls won 55 games and they almost made the final. Yeah, but they didn't make the finals. Yeah, but right? they did. Man. Right. Whereas Dwayne Wade, I mean, he led his team to a championship. Yeah. Not just led him to a final. He led him to a championship where he averaged like 35 points. In that series against Dallas. Yeah, and I believe it was his third season where they had won that championship as well because, you know, obviously he won his first championship um, in the 05-06 um, season. Right, that's a good point. And he got, he got drafted in the 2003 draft. Right, um, so, that's a So, you know, point. He, he, his rookie season was the 2003-04 season, so... And plus, he was the final, the the finals MVP as well. If I didn't already point that out, right? So, I mean, you know, 
really young. He he was yeah. really young when it happened. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. And so, I mean, and I love Scottie Pippen. Yeah. I love Scottie Pippen as someone who really studies the game to see some of the intangible things that he did for his team. Definitely. And defensively, I think he was better. He obviously was better than Wade, right? Yeah. But Wade was no slouch. I mean, Wade made the all defense defensive team um, three times. Yeah. Whereas Scotty made it ten times. So obviously, again, a superior <laughs> defender. Yeah. But um, yeah, matter of fact, let's run through some of their their career numbers. Yeah. So Pippen, two time Olympic gold medalist, obviously on that that ninety two dream team, six time NBA champ, uh, obviously with Michael Jordan, yeah. ninety five steals champ, ten times All Defense, number six all time in career steals. And like we said, 16, 6, and 5 on 47% shooting. And obviously three-peated twice as well. Right. That that That's pretty impressive. Really? How, how about Wade? Wade, um, so he is, uh, he won an Olympic gold medal in 2008. He is a three-time NBA champ. Um, the Like we said, the 05-06 finals MVP. Um, 2008-09 scoring champ. Three time all defensive. Um, and obviously, you know, his numbers 22, 22 points, five rebounds, five assists on 48% shooting. That's tough. It really That's is. Tough. It really is. So, I mean, to me, their careers, if you just go off the career numbers, like we said in the beginning, you would say Wade is better. Mm-hmm. But if you watch the game, I think that you could say that they're, I mean, it's kind of a toss up, right? Yeah. So, does that throw out. Or kind of step on the whole Jordan play with better teammates argument? Mm. <laughs> See how I did that there? See how I kind of boxed you in? <laughs> you and the LeBron fans? Uh, Yeah, but then, you know, Scottie Pippen, I feel like is, you know, kind of like the way, like, better Andre Iguodala almost. Because, uh, okay. you know, cause he, you know, he does, like, those, those little things. Right. You know, that, you know, don't show up in the box score, you know, that really helps. And, you know, I think that Andre Godala, obviously, you know, he he can have a really big impact mm-hmm. on a team winning, mm-hmm. you know, winning championships as well. You know, especially when he was especially when he was younger. Right. Um, but you know, obviously, you know, he won the finals MVP right. um in Golden State's first championship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where he was, you know, you know, just like kind of locking up, really. Mm-hmm. You know, and recovering, doing all that little Making stuff. Big shots too. You know, all yeah, all that little stuff. You know, that doesn't show up in the box score. So, I mean, I guess it kind of stomps on the argument a little bit. <laughs> but then there's just like there's there's just a little bit of it that's you know just kind of still lingering, hanging, right. hanging out there. Right, and that's a good point. But I guess what I'm saying is. A lot of people would say, oh, Pippen is hands down better than Wade. Or people would casually say that, right? Like in the barbershop or wherever. Yeah. Scotty Pippen, oh my God, he's incredible. And he, he was an incredible player. I'm not taking anything away from him. Yeah. But 16, 6, and 5, if you just threw those numbers out there without attaching a name to it, you wouldn't be like, oh my goodness. Because no. in comparison, Jordan's career numbers, he averaged 30. Six and five. So same number of rebounds, same number of assists. Um, probably more steals, definitely more steals, and yeah. almost twice as many points. Mm-hmm. And he averaged 28 points his first year in the league, Dang. whereas Pippen averaged eight. 
So it's like Jordan was already had already proven himself without Pippen, mm-hmm. right? And had multiple seasons over 30, 35 points. Yeah. Where Pippen only had three seasons over 20 points. And yeah. that includes his time after Jordan had retired the second time with the Bulls. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was just really, really eye-opening to me. Yeah, and I mean, if, if Sky Pippen and Dwayne Wade, you know, were to, you know, match up one-on-one, okay? I mean... You could say that Scottie Pippen would just lock up Dwayne Wade, but I mean Dwayne Wade's an all-time great, and he's right. just really got like the the full package. Like Dwayne right. Wade, he's got some moves that will you know create a jump shot for himself, and you know he's just like fast. Yeah. He's really fast. Yeah. So really explosive. I, yeah, really explosive. So I mean, Scottie Pippen, you know, you might you might be able to stay in front of him a little bit, you you know, but Dwayne Wade, I mean, I think he's really good at just kind of reading people right and you know yeah. sometimes reading what a whole team is trying to do i agree sometimes so i mean he he could figure him out yeah so. I, I totally agree like you yeah. said he's an all-time great so you're not just gonna strap him yeah like this guy's an all-time great professional basketball player mm-hmm. that's proven himself on the, the highest or the biggest stage multiple times even before lebron um yeah. so it'd be interesting to me as Dwayne wade is kind of goes more so into retirement and time passes to mm-hmm. see where he settles on these, like, greatest of all time lists. Yeah. So, like, the top 50, top 100 lists. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't looked at one of those in a while, but I'd be I'd be willing to bet that Dwayne Wade actually gets placed higher on that list than Scottie Pippen in most people's lists. Yeah, I mean, he definitely could. Yeah. So, would you give the, the edge to either one of them? Would you say it's a, a draw? What do you think? Um, I I think I might give the edge to D Wade. Ooh, that's tough. I mean, Scottie Pippen might be great defensively, but you know, I mean, Dwayne Wade's like really good defensively. Yeah. He's definitely above over. I mean, above average. Right. And you know he he can you know kind of carry himself offensively. Like, yeah. You know he can you know he can definitely run plays and everything, and he can just. If he's got to take you one on one, I mean he 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 can take you one on one. That's a great point. But as for Scotty, like um, offensively, I mean, I mean he was just really athletic. Right, right. You know, I mean he, he had a good skill set, but not like an overwhelming skill set. Yeah, you know, you know, it was like he 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 could he could shoot a little bit, and you know he he had some moves to get to he had some moves to get to the paint. Right. So like. On a fast break, it'd be hard to stop him. Right, that's true. As Patrick Ewan. Yeah. <laughs> he dunked on him back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That was terrible. I mean, but kind of to your point, and then we'll we'll move on to the next topic. In Scottie Pippen's highest scoring year, which was the first year that Jordan was out, he averaged mm-hmm. 22 points. 22. That was Dwayne Wade's career average. And in his highest scoring year, he averaged 30-plus. Yeah. That's a big difference. That's an eight-point difference. So, yeah, I you know, as much as I love Scottie Pippen, I may have to give the edge to Dwayne Wade or at most say it's a toss-up. Yeah. But I don't know if I could give the, the, the advantage to Scottie Pippen. Yeah. Um, so we, we're comparing a lot of players without rings. We can play, compare players with rings. Mm-hmm. Then we just said, who would we want to see in a one-on-one matchup or a two-on-two matchup or a five-on-five matchup? Now, I get home from work and I look at our, our little template that we use, our notes that we use for the show, and I see that you wrote down LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. Like, you just went for it. 
Yeah. <laughs> you just went straight for it, right? Yeah. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts about that one-on-one matchup. I mean, like, come on. Like, people are, like, kind of hanging on the edge with this. Even though I think the the guy, the GOAT, I don't really... I don't really know if I have to say his name, but it, I'll give you a hint. He's he's retired. Um, you know, even though I think he that guy has the edge, I mean, I do think that LeBron James, you know, should, like, we can't just, like, throw him out of there and be like, no, oh, Michael Jordan's just, you know, obviously the GOAT. Like, LeBron can't even compare, like, okay. nothing. Like, okay. And why do you say that? I mean, because... If him and Jordan one v one, I think there's a there's a couple things that if LeBron is like really really like just like like really stays locked in, you know like if if he can get Jordan to start trying to post him up, I mean Jordan can't just like really post him up because okay. it's it's LeBron. So I mean you know they're, they're both big strong dudes. You know it's just you know. Jordan's not going to be able to just, like, post him up, like, so easy. Right. Um. So, I mean, like, I think LeBron could possibly take away that. Okay. You know. But why would he post up in one-on-one? Wouldn't he just face him up and drive, like, attack him and either shoot the pull-up or go all the way to the rim? Yeah. I mean, I mean, but, you know, maybe there's just one. Maybe, like, if LeBron can somehow cut him off because right. it's like, like, let, let, let me let me just say it. LeBron's defense is not the greatest. Okay. Okay. His, right. his defense is not the greatest. He's good at getting in passing lanes, but you know it's it's one v one, so it's right. like, that's not really gonna work. Right. Right. Um. But if LeBron can somehow cut Jordan off, yeah, and Jordan has no choice but to you know just kind of do a post fade, even though it's probably not gonna happen. Right. Gonna, it's probably he's, not. He's gonna have he's gonna have something. Just ask Brian Russell when Brian Russell cut him off. Eef. What happened? <laughs> He ended up on a poster. That's yeah. one of the few posters that someone created where there was no dunk involved. Oof. Think about that. Like, think about that. Iverson over Ty Lue is another one, right? Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, if Jordan has to just, you know, post fade on LeBron for, like, you know, a couple possessions, I think LeBron could take away that because he's just so strong. Right. You know, it's just... You know, just Jordan's got the full, like, the full package. And, I mean, but then, like, see, if we switch it up, Mm -hmm. if we switch it up, though, I mean, Jordan is obviously great at, like, you know, just staying in front of people. He's great defensively. Right. Like, he's great. He's almost always going to win his matchup. Right. And just... Every time, every single, every single time, like. I, hey, this is coming from a kid born in two thousand six. Also, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I, I've wa- I've watched a, about like a full. I know, game. I know, but it's just most people your age would say LeBron hands down. So it's refreshing to me to hear you give MJ his proper respect. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So if we switch it up, I mean, LeBron is definitely going to have to, you know, get a little out of his comfort zone. Yeah, that's true. And, offensively and probably you know handle the rock a little more than he usually does um obviously because it's 1v1 but you know it's jordan so if it was if it was almost anyone else i would say i mean lebron's probably just gonna blow by them right you know get the dunk but you know jordan is strong 
and you know he's just like like I said you know he is probably gonna just be able to you know sit down on that and LeBron's not just gonna be able to blow right by him right. so LeBron's definitely gonna have to get out of his comfort zone you know handle the ball a little bit more you know make a little more moves that he's not really used to making right and you know shooting yeah um, shooting more definitely and he's gonna have to you know probably shoot going to the right more yeah definitely well Jordan's gonna try to force him into that no yeah. doubt because yeah. he knows that's a weakness of LeBron's yeah so I mean LeBron is definitely not just gonna get whatever he wants right um but you know I'd like to see that matchup because you know just everyone is just you know it's been such a big topic for so long. Right, right. Yeah, and LeBron still got like a good like three years in him. Yeah, I would say at least he yeah. looks great this year. Yeah, at least. But you know, I think ultimately it'd probably come down to MJ winning. But yeah. you know, I just, I I, I got to see the matchup. It's like the two greatest of all times. So if they play best of seven, who do you have winning? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. I mean, I'm sorry. So you said that really quick. What what do you think the series would be like? How many games would it take them to win? Like in like in best of seven. Oh, just best of seven. Yeah. Out out. Is he of, gonna win in four games, five games, six games, seven games? Um, I'd say I'd give Jordan probably five to six. Five or six. Five or okay. six. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, if LeBron could. Force it to game six somehow. I mean, you know that that that's great, and I think you really gave Jordan probably the best matchup he's gonna get. Right. But I mean, like, I I just don't really see it really extending. Right. Like I think Jordan's just coming at you, going for your neck. Right. He's going all the way for your neck. Yeah, and LeBron, I. I mean, like we haven't really seen like a a bunch of like determination, you know, recent like 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 real like like just go hard. Just I'm gonna right. kill this. Try to crush you. Yeah, crush you. Like, yeah, I don't I, think he's got that. I mean, he plays with a lot of focus and determination. Sorry to cut you off, but I don't think he's got that killer mentality, which is not a good or a bad thing. It's just a difference in personalities. Yeah, and I know he has like some strides where it's like. You know, sometimes he's got that killer mentality. Right. Like when they were down three one against mm -hmm. the Warriors. Right. You know, I think that was definitely some killer mentality right mm -hmm. there. Um, um, Miami Heat, LeBron at times. Yeah. Definitely, and especially when he had that forty five right. point um performance. Forty five and fifteen against the Celtics. Yeah, to force yeah. a game seven. Yeah, that, that was crazy. That was probably the most perfect game. Yeah, he played incredible that game. Yeah, and um. A little bit of LeBron in his last year with Cleveland. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, he was point. having that, he had that dog in him, and I think it was kind of JR, you know, when he made that play. Oh. Who, who right. kind of ruined it. Right. And LeBron was just gassed. Yeah, he was gassed. Because he know. scored, what, 51 points, but like none in overtime or no field goals no, in overtime? No, he, he had 49 at the end of regulation, okay. one um, basket. In overtime. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I think he kind of ran out of gas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm going with you. I think Jordan wins that in five games at most. Yeah. Just because one on one, I mean, he was just a devastating player. Yeah. Along the lines of like a Hakeem or a Kobe or a, um, Tracy McGrady, even guys that one on one are just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, and with LeBron, 
his event he creates advantages when he can get going downhill. Yeah. So if he gets a full head of steam either on a fast break or by using a ball screen, that's when he creates advantages because he's so big you just can't stop him. Yeah. But obviously in one on one you're not getting that full head of steam like that. You have to explode from a triple threat position. Yeah. Um. So if Jordan could cut him off. I think that would give LeBron some problems because mm-hmm. LeBron doesn't actually he doesn't really change directions great no. because he is so big. Mm-hmm. Um. But you can't take away the fact that he is great and he's going to get some buckets because he's just a phenomenal player, one of the best we've ever seen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I do think Jordan in five. I'd be more interested to see Kobe versus Jordan because Kobe cloned Jordan's game. That's fair. Um, But I'd actually love to see Kevin Durant against Tracy McGrady. That, that I would is, love to see that matchup. That is a really because good. both of those guys just have complete offensive skill sets. They can post, they can go left, they can go right, they can pull up, they can hit threes, mid range dunk, like, and they're both really long, mm-hmm. um, and really just like cool. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see that matchup. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think that's going game seven, and if they're playing to eleven, the final score is eleven to ten. Like I can't even say who I think will win that one. Uh, I I I have to say Kevin Durant. Okay. Just, you know, cause he's he's led his team to more. Um, Has he? I mean, he had the war. He went on the Warriors when they were like already stat. He already won seventy three games. I mean. And then OKC when they went to the finals in what twenty eleven or twenty twelve? Was it twenty twelve? I can't remember, but I, I it was kind of a toss up between whose team it was, Durant or Westbrook. Oh, it, oh, it was. You don't think so? You think it was just Durant's team? I mean, I would have, I would have to say it's Durant's okay. team. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I think Russell Westbrook's the close, the close second. Okay, I think he's got more of that dog. In okay, him. yeah, it's just you know Kevin Durant's got more of that. I'm the better player, right? <laughs> he's just a better player. <laughs> got you. Yeah, yeah. Which I agree with that. No, no shots at Russ, but I do think Durant's a better player. Yeah, so I mean, I you could to a certain extent count that as, you know, leadership and he you know, like kind of led his team OKC to the finals um or not, but you know, if if not then I mean, you know, I mean, I guess they're kind of even when right. it comes to that. Right. Um, but you know, I think Kevin Durant overall is just put on some great, like, just absolutely phenomenal displays. And I've seen a couple of them where yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah. like, this, this performance. Is I just- mean, but what about T-Max, Juan? What was that, like, 13 points in the last 30 seconds against San Antonio? Yeah, that's I mean. That's pretty impressive, right? Yeah, I know. that that That's crazy. I, I know. But it, it, it would definitely go down as may, maybe the greatest, you know, play or sequence of all time. It, it definitely is sequence, but like you know, like play, like clutch performance, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, pro- probably that, but you know, just Durant. I just, I I think he just has got that, like, he he like he's like he's really tall. He's gonna be able to shoot over people, mm-hmm. first of all, and you know he's just like. He he's got such an arsenal. Yeah, he does. You know he's got, and T Mac obviously does, but you know just KD. I mean, just you know yeah. his arsenal is like, I feel like he's better right. at most most things than T Mac is. Right. You know uh, another matchup that popped into my mind 
earlier because I saw something about the case for uh, Ben Wallace being in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Ben Wallace against Montrez Harrell. Dang. <laughs> right? Like, that would just be straight-up bruiser ball. I would love to see that because I don't know. Like, you'd have to carry both of them out on the stretcher because I don't know who would give up first. Yeah. Right? Like, I feel like Montrez Harrell is the new... Is the 2019 version of Ben Wallace. Yeah. Maybe not quite as good defensively, but a little bit better offensively. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, like, I haven't really watched Ben Wallace and all, (laughs) but, like, I mean, like, like you said, they got to be, they, they got to be carried out, whatever, because they're just going to go at each other's necks. Right. And I don't know it since I, like, never, ever really watched Ben Wallace play, I don't know if he was, like, bigger than Montrez. I mean, I would assume he is, you know, right. especially because Montrez is a little bit of an undersized center. Mm-hmm. You well, know, Ben Wallace was too, but his arms, like Carl Malone, were huge. Yeah, but I mean, I I would say that Ben Wallace is bigger than Montrez Harrell, mm-hmm. and that, that could ultimately win it since they're both centers, Right. you know, but I, I would say that Mon- um. I mean, Ben Wallace is bigger because I've seen him shove, like, uh, who is Ron Artest, yeah. just completely out of the way. Yeah. And, yeah, he pushed him pretty hard. Yeah, and then, you know, the malice at the palace. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's got to take some real crazy <laughs> right. fighters to do that. Right, so, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately, especially because of that, Ben Ben Wallace is probably going to win. Right. And, you know... I've just heard I, I've heard I've heard good things about him too. Yeah. I, I've heard that he's had some really good seasons, mm-hmm. you know, and you know it, it was kind of a short period of time, a little bit where you know it was just you know Ben Wallace like you know killing right. you know just you know in his prime like just dogging people. Mm-hmm. I but you know still I mean Montrez Harrell, I mean he hasn't I I, I can't really say he's for him, he's had like that time where, like you know, he's obviously gotten better, but not like, you know, like I'm going to destroy you. You can't do anything. Right. Now that's a good point. Um, and then so for all time team matchups, we both settled on on these two squads. Yeah. The ninety five ninety six Bulls, right? Seventy two and ten. Yeah. Largely credited as the. Or recognized as the greatest team of all time. Yeah. Versus the Kobe and Shaq three-peat Lakers. That's tough. So basically, yeah. the three-peat Lakers versus the three-peat Bulls. Yeah. Now, those Bulls were a little bit older, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were really good in 95, 96. But those Lakers, Shaq was a little bit, not old, but he was like really in his prime at that time, around 30 or so. Mm-hmm. But Kobe was really just like emerging as that dog. Yeah, he was young too. Yeah, he, he was, was a young Kobe. But how old could he have been? He's probably like 22, yeah. 23. Yeah, we got to remember he was like 18. When he came in the league, yeah. right? 17, 18. So, you know. So, what do you think about that matchup? I mean, definitely. I mean, it's probably definitely like the best matchup you can probably get. I mean, because you know they they both three peated. I mean, not a lot of not a lot of teams, not a lot of organizations, not a lot of players. None of, none of that can say that they have three peated before, won three championships in a row. It, it's Kobe and 
you know, Sha- Shaquille O'Neal going at the GOAT and, I don't know, Scott- Scottie Pippen or De- Dennis Rodman, who was probably, you know, since he played like a bigger position mm-hmm. than Shaquille O'Neal, uh, I mean, than Scottie Pippen, you know, I guess that's kind of like more so the matchup. Right. And, you know, they... Dennis Rodman doesn't really give up at all. Right, And Shaq's just, like, huge. So, I mean, you know, I think they could be the best challenge for, you know, the arguably the best team of all time. Right. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, definitely, they. I mean, Kobe is definitely, you know, got to be up there for, like, best challenge to Michael Jordan. Right. So, I mean, like, I mean, it's honestly just, you know, it's kind of a toss-up to me. Right. Because, you know, just Kobe and Shaq, like, I remember watching them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Shaq was just had monster dunks. And then Shaq, you know, when he was cooling down, Kobe was just starting to heat right. up. Right. It's and like they took turns. Yeah, it's it, it really is like they took turns, you know. Whereas Michael Jordan is just, you know, Michael Jordan, the 95-96 Bulls, you know, it's just like, you know, Mike, it's Mike. You're not gonna be able to stop him either way. Right, but I feel like they also had a really good team. Yeah, overall, right? like they just played in a great rhythm all season. Good chemistry. Great chemistry, and guys like Tony Kukoc, um, really stepped up. Yeah, obviously Scottie Pippen, Ron Harper. Yeah. Um, I mean these guys just played three headed monsters of Bill Winnington and Luke Longley and who was it, Judd Bushler maybe. Mm. Um. No, that, I don't think that was the third person. Maybe, maybe it was Joe Bushley. I think so. I, I can't remember. remember. Or maybe he was a, a forward off the off the bench. But anyways, they had like three seven-foot centers who took turns hitting those 15-foot jump shots out of the, the post pass. Yeah. Um. So they just had great, great chemistry. I yeah. remember that. And, of course, Michael Jordan, who I'm never going to bet against. Yeah. But I do think, to your point, that that series is going seven games. And I'm going to go with Jordan. Yeah. I'm just not betting against him. Like, I'm not betting against Tom Brady. Yeah, and I'd like to point out that, you know, a lot of these big seven-foot dudes, you know, in the league right now, I mean, if they can shoot a 15-foot jumper right now, um, like, if they can shoot, like, a 15-foot jumper and, you know, even farther out, I, I see a lot of them just at power forward, get moved to power forward usually. Right. You know, I don't see a lot of centers. Right you know, that can hit, like, 15-foot jumpers. So the fact that, you know, they could, those um dudes that you just named, that, that they could hit, like, 15-foot jumpers and they were playing center. Right. I mean, that that's pretty impressive It to is, because they were legitimately seven feet, seven feet tall and strong guys. Yeah. Who would bang and rebound and all that. Yeah. Big. So, yeah. um, Yo, we were going to talk about... One more thing. I think we'll save that till next time uh, on number four. I think we'll save it till next time because we're probably close to an hour. But last question. San Antonio has been struggling, right? Yeah. They made the playoffs for 21 or 22 straight years, which is just an incredible run. But it looks like that run is going to come to an end. DeRozan and Aldridge just aren't able to get it done. Yeah, I think it's time to blow up the team and rebuild? Um, I mean... I feel like, yeah, probably by the by the trade deadline, mm-hmm. try to try to make some moves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's not looking good. I mean, I've seen, 
I, I've gone on ESPN, checked out the standings, and a couple times just seen them on bad losing streaks. Right, like just right. Awful yeah. losing streaks. I remember at the beginning of the season they had like an eight game losing streak. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I, I don't even know how that's right almost possible right now. Right. But you know, just I I I really think it's just time to kind of rebuild. Yeah. And you know, it's hard to say with because Greg Popovich, he's obviously like one of the best coaches of all time, right. if not the best, because right. he's been around for what like. I want to say almost like 20 years now. Probably oh, more about, than that, yeah, yeah. more than 20. Definitely. Like 25, yeah. probably. So, I mean, just, you know, to say that about his team almost seems like disrespect, even right. though it's just they haven't been able to come up. And I feel like you can't really put the blame on Popovich because, you know, like I said, was a, he's, been a, he's a great coach. Has always been a great coach, you know. He's, you know, had multiple finals wins. You know, San Antonio just absolutely like has been great for the past couple of years. So I mean, I would probably put it on San Antonio's team and not really Popovich. Right. No, I agree. And I mean, Aldridge is older. He's thirty four. Yeah. He's on the back end of his career. DeRozan, I think, is right around thirty. Mm-hmm. But he's just not having a great year. He's averaging like twenty points, which is good, but yeah. not like incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dejounte Murray coming off of that ACL has not looked great. Yeah. I've actually watched a couple of games where he's been benched, and I'm like, oh man, I feel bad for him because he's got a lot of promise, but it takes a while to really come back to full form yeah. after a major injury like that. Yeah. Um, so. I'm not sure if it's time to blow the team up, but I'm with you. I think they need to make some trades before the deadline because mm-hmm. um, not too many free agents actually go to San Antonio on purpose. Yeah, no. Um, they do more stuff through trades and building through the draft, um, so they definitely need to be aggressive when the trade uh, deadline comes up here soon. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I think we covered a lot of great topics today. Yeah. Uh, and we've got more coming up soon, especially with – Christmas games, I think it's like five games on that day. So yeah. that's going to be super exciting. No Zion. Oh, yeah, no Zion, too. He, they said he's looking better. No timetable yet for him to come back, but they said that they're hopeful he's going to be back sooner rather than later. So yeah. hopefully uh, in the new year, we'll be talking about him sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, hey, it's been another great show. Episode 9, Rings and Things of yeah. the Hoop Life with Sean and Sean. I'm super proud of you, son, for continuing to do this and I have a lot of fun with you. Yeah, you too, Dad. Hey, man, so keep getting better. We're going to keep getting better. And do you want to go ahead and take us out? Uh, yeah, so um, thank you guys for listening to uh, uh, another episode of the Hoop Life with Sean and Sean podcast um, with your host, Sean Taylor Jr., Sean Taylor Sr. So um, please, if you're not subscribed, um, you know, rate um, rate the video, um, the video, please, or the episode um please you know leave us a comment if you want um just give us some feedback um you know it's always pretty helpful to like about any you know channel podcast whatever um we're on google play or google podcasts apple podcasts spotify anchor and all other um podcast platforms so um Yeah, thank you guys again for listening to another episode, and peace. Peace. Good job.